there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there, welcome to uh, today's episode. I've got a nice little pep in my step today. I was um, out last night for the first time in, I think, a year, properly with a group uh, in Dublin. We managed to get into the lovely uh, Marker Hotel, city centre Dublin, uh, with a group uh, of entrepreneurs that I, I've been working with for the last couple of years. It's in a group called The Inner Circle, where I suppose it's a group of, it's peer forum led by me, and uh, anyway, regardless, we were up at the top of the hotel in the roof garden, stunning view. Um, but just most of all, it was just great to be physically present with people in a group. And yeah, it's funny, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm surprised at, at the impact that it's had on me. Um, forgotten the joy of just being with people that you really like and that you connect with. And there was a lot of laughter and great food. And I have to say, I just feel a nice little pep in my step and I'm delighted just that this is what's coming back we are coming back people um and of course in ireland we also had an announcement from the government this week which was given some clarity in the roadmap and the reopening and yeah it's just yeah a nice optimism nice optimistic energy in the air so hopefully that'll come across in the podcast today so today's podcast navigating during turbulent times and definitely the words maybe on certainly in on the media certainly in business maybe the common words you would have heard a lot of would be uncertainty disruption turbulence but i mean those words were there before the pandemic but they certainly took on a new energy and momentum over the last 18 months um and turbulence and disruption were happening anyway um all over the world through technology um primarily probably is one of the main drivers and also the connectivity um even if you're looking at the connectivity of travel and what how, how that was an accelerator of this contagion this global pandemic we're all connected but there's the turbulence is definitely increasing i think it for me it's it, it's here to stay but i don't see that as a bad thing i see that as an opportunity and that's kind of what i want to lean into today and i shared a quote recently with some clients by text and it's by peter drucker the management uh the renowned management consultant here it is. The greatest danger in times of turbulence is not the turbulence. It is to act with yesterday's logic. Very profound statement. And just to drill into this and explore it a little bit with you today, um, for me, when I, what I hear in that statement for me is I hear the inner and outer game. That's what I hear. So turbulence is outer. It's an outer circumstance. It's an external circumstance. It's what's going on around you um whereas logic like yesterday's logic that's inner that's definitely inner um and logic if you think about it is primarily based on your experience um it's also based on what your intellect tells you uh, which could be from knowledge or other people's experience um and certainly a phrase like um i've done it this way for years it works that's why i'm going to do it forevermore it's probably an example of where perhaps yesterday's logic mightn't serve today because if you drill into your logic underneath that underneath the logic are unseen things 
things that we don't always consciously consider or reflect on. So your beliefs, your assumptions, uh, your opinions of what's going to work and what's not. And without a doubt, uh, disruption can be a very bad thing for a lot of businesses and organizations, but also for people in their lives. Why? Because people get stuck without realizing it in yesterday's logic. Now, if you take massive examples like uh, in a business context, we could think about Nokia. I mean, what's probably funny is that there could be some young people or younger than me people listening to this podcast at some point thinking, who's Nokia? I mean, obviously, at one point, Nokia was the Apple um, of the world. And in fact, they actually were aware of the new uh, touch uh, technology that was coming, that eventually came out in the iPhone in 2007. Um, the leadership were aware potentially of the need for innovation, but they said, no, there's no need to be concerned about that. They operated with yesterday's logic and uh, they went from, I don't know, billions and billions of valuation down to millions. Um, they're trying to reemerge at the moment in something, something different, but they were effectively destroyed by yesterday's logic. You could say the same thing to do with Kodak. Kodak were effectively destroyed by the advent of digital camera technology. But bizarrely, as you probably know, they were the ones who invented the digital camera. Just they, they just didn't believe in it. They, the leadership operated with yesterday's technology. And this is where somebody, there's a famous phrase um, from Steve Jobs. You know, he said, look, you need to cannibalize your business. And to me, that's a different version of um, what Drucker is saying. He said, look, look, to kind of keep ahead, you got to keep looking at yesterday's logic and the way you're looking at the business today. And this is challenging because... I think as humans, we intrinsically resist it from the inner side. And I, and I believe that that's because most people don't really understand fully how their inner world works and the nature of even what logic is, where it comes from, and why you do need to, especially in today's 21st century disruptive digital world, you need to be fully aware that the logic you have, as in the beliefs, the assumptions, the opinions, um, are not the full picture. And what worked yesterday may work today and tomorrow, but it also may not. And at least we have to stop and reflect and consider. And at the center of that, to me, in my experience, working with large organizations, entrepreneurial organizations, very innovative organizations, and leaders in particular, the key to it all, from my point of view, is that you have a mind. You have a mind. You're not, you're not your mind. You have one. And the mind, once you understand it, one of the, the main areas of the mind, or one of its main functions, is memory. It, 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 hold on, it holds on to the past. It's a massive data bank. But if you're not fully aware of that, I mean, the past isn't the future. Yes, for most people, whatever's in the past can determine their future. Uh, like I've said before, this is my podcast, so I can do whatever I like with the podcast, apparently. So I'm going to do a little promotion here for Shane Craddock's business. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in leaning a little a little bit more and not staying on the on the fringes and you want to maybe explore some ways that perhaps I can assist you, I'm going to flag two things to you and there'll be a link in the show notes around this podcast. The first one is, and I've mentioned it before, my Mindshift program, and the second one is called High Performance Unleashed. Both are coming up in quarter four. Um, but I was asking a client recently who has been on both like what was the single most important thing that they kind of got out of both? Now, they both do slightly different things, even though they overlap and they're connected. Um, but what they said I thought was, was beautiful. And what they said to me was, actually, what you do in everything is 
you you helped me get out of my own way and i think that says it much better than anything i could probably say that you know getting out of your own way raises your game but what does that actually mean and it definitely is a mental thing it's an inner thing and that's what i'm most passionate about because when you get out of your own way all sorts of really great things can happen and i don't know anybody who can't uh, get in their own way so that means that this is open to you anywhere in the world check out my mindshift program on the academy page that i have at the show notes and also high performance unleashed where we go deeper into the nature of how you work and what gets the best out of you and other people anyway like i said it's my podcast so hopefully you've lasted this long let's get back to the show now the, the value of a crisis is that it can knock you out of your logic your assumptions your beliefs and that's kind of what happened what i've seen happening and i've tried to encourage that with clients over the last 18 months most of the people around me have actually ended up doing incredible innovation um and doing things that they probably wouldn't have thought would have worked before and that's the value of a crisis that you sometimes are forced not to think about it too much not to get caught up with your own beliefs about something you just do something because you're under pressure to do it um i i, I can think of Many clients haven't gone through the great crash in 08 or 09, 10. I'm thinking of one in particular right now who told me what many clients told me is that, you know, on reflection coming out of that difficult, difficult time, that that crisis made them a better business person. And you have to ask yourself, why? Well, because they were forced to look at the world and their business in a different way, forced to do things that they should have been doing. They were operating with a logic that was out of date. And the crisis forced them to really get out of that. And, and that is the value of a crisis. The same thing can happen, by the way, in a relationship. You could have a relationship crisis that can make you a better person or a better partner. Why? Because it can make you see things that you hadn't seen before or it might make you rethink certain beliefs. I mean, it is amazing to me even now at, my, at the age I'm at now is that when I think back to some of the things I used to believe, the logic I had years ago, even a year ago, uh, I'm almost amazed often at how out of date it was a reality so it's really important and i think the nature of the mind no matter how good you are no matter how aware you think you are we all have to consciously reflect well hang on what is my logic here and is it time to reflect on that i think the same thing can happen to your health so many times i've had logic no one no, i have to train this way or i've got to have this type of diet but if the results aren't backing it up and to be fair, my wife is great, Judy, at the, or the lovely Judy, as I should say, at pointing things out and saying, well, hang on, you're not getting the results. Should you not look at your logic? Um, and, and I don't know anybody who's not immune to that. Like, there are blind spots that we all have, and that's the importance of having people around you who will challenge you, stretch you, um, say something to you that you don't like, and your job is to, <laughs> is to be able to take it. So I think look at the results, look at the trends, not necessarily what your mind says because you're not your mind, you have a mind, all right? Now, that's a key, key point. And it's funny, a different client said to me recently, you know, I don't want to have to rely on a crisis going forwards to disrupt me, to disrupt my business and put me into a very creative innovation mode. And I said, well, you know, well, if, if, if that's what a crisis gives you and you know that's what's going to happen, it does kind of sometimes help knowing that at the back of your mind in a crisis that, you know, okay, there's going to be some good out of this. But... Yes, I mean, to avoid some of that pain, it would be great to kind of have it continuously. The problem is that your mind likes, um, it likes non-change. It likes just having the status quo and we have to kind of continuously disrupt that proactively. 
So I, I suppose to share a story with you from the uh, Intel CEO, Andy Grove, in his book, Only the Paranoid Survived, there's a fantastic section where he shares how at the time Intel was getting hammered by Japanese uh, competition in the 1980s. And he was in a meeting with his co-founder, I think it was Gordon Moore. And Andy Grove said to, to Gordon Moore, something like this, if we got kicked out of our jobs, out of the business, and the board brought in a new CEO, a new right-hand person, what would they do differently? And Moore paused, apparently, and said back to Grove, what they would do is uh, they would get Intel out of the memory chip business. And then Grove said back to him, okay, well, then why shouldn't you and I walk out the door, come back in, and do exactly that ourselves? And he did that, and he reshaped Intel from a memory chip producer into a microprocessor maker. And that's a classic and a brilliant example, I think, of challenging the underlying logic, which is yesterday's logic. It's from the past. And a question like that is superb. So here's the question for you. So if you're more than likely in a leadership role, or even if you're not in a leadership role, even though I think everybody is, but you know what I mean in terms of authority, but if you're somebody even who's aspiring to be a significant leader with responsibility, think about this question. If you were fired and a new person came in to your role, a new leader came in, what would they do differently? I mean, it's a great, great question, but don't just listen to me here, hopefully, and just say, oh, that's cool, yeah, and then move on. Please, if you can, take that question, put it into a notebook or a journal, and think about it over the coming days. Sit down over a cup of coffee and actually deliberately reflect on that question. That's a question I think that you could spend months on, and maybe every leader should have it all the time. That inner circle group that I mentioned earlier on, that's certainly a question that I have fired them a few times. Um, and even to bounce it off other people around you, what would they say? or take it outside business, just look at your situation. If somebody else came in, if you were removed somehow by clone technology and we had a new you come in, who had a, just a different way of looking at things, what would they do differently that you're not? So, in conclusion, what worked yesterday may not work today or tomorrow, and I think increasingly going forwards, it probably won't. So at the very least though, surely it's worth pausing and questioning your own logic, and indeed that of others around you. Because at least when we do that, we have a chance of getting a better view of reality and questioning yesterday's logic so that we can navigate better through the turbulence. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.